Hello, you are listening to More Wine Please with your host, Amber Mack. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to More Wine Please with Amber Mack. Well, I guess y'all know it's me. (laughs) I am, I know, I know I did not post a new podcast last week. It was totally intentional. Um, I was hoping that with not posting, one, I kind of just needed like a break and I'm six episodes in, so I kind of just wanted a break. And this is episode seven, so we'll do to us, but I kind of wanted to give you guys a chance to catch up and I kind of was just running around and I didn't have a chance to record. Honestly, I mean, life is still happening. So um, I just said, yeah, I'm going to skip this week, but I am back. I told myself I wasn't going to go another week skipping my podcast because I know y'all look forward to these. Um And I also, I've been like playing with the idea of exactly what I want to talk about. That's kind of been like, um, not a challenge per se, but there's so much going on and I just want to make sure that I hit the right things. And, you know, with that being said, um, when it comes to my podcast and any of my platforms, I try to keep them very lighthearted. I try to speak on um, topics like issues that are going on in the world and, you know, race, inequality and things like that. I do, I touch on them on my platforms, but I don't always try to go so deep into them, not because they don't matter or I don't care. I just like to keep my platforms a very lighthearted place for people to maybe get away from all of those things and just to kind of clear their mind because it's in our face all the time. And as a black person, we're we're living through it. It's not even that, you know, we have to get away from it. We're living through it every day. Um, we have the skin tone, so it's always in our face. Um, but it's just recently I kind of just feel like I need to just speak on everything that's going on. Um, just recently, you guys can kind of figure out when I'm recording this. <laughs> um, you know, yesterday, uh, Brianna Taylor's, um, case was, um, brought, you know, to the forefront. I don't, I don't really talk about politics much, so I apologize in advance if I, my lingo is not necessarily correct, but, um, they did read the charges for her case. It only, if you guys are not abreast, which I'm sure we all are, um, there was three cops involved. Two of the cops got away with it, basically. And one cop was charged, but was not charged for murder. Um, he was charged for wrongfully shooting or something in that nature. And, I think because we just have been seeing it so much lately and it's been so hard. Um, I can only speak for myself. I think it was just kind of a little bit hard to process. Um, I remember that I hadn't been on my phone all morning. I was at work. This was yesterday, of course. Um, So um, I was at work and I hadn't been on my phone all day. And I happened to pull out my phone and I got on Twitter and I just kept seeing, you know, Breonna Taylor's 
her name had been trending anyways. So I, I saw a lot of outrage and a lot of anger. And then in that, you know, I do my homework, I do my research, and I kind of just saw what was going on. And um, I didn't know how to feel. And like I said, that's not to say I didn't care. I didn't know how to feel because I think I'm just tired and I wasn't surprised. Um, everybody internalizes everything differently. And for me, I just wasn't surprised. So the wave of disappointment came over me, but I, I kind of was just like, well, what else did we think was going to happen? Um, and that's, I know that's a horrible way to think, but I just think in the trend that we've been going, what, what <laughs> I think the fact that not not all the uh, the police officers were even in custody was one thing. The fact that it took so long was another thing. Um, I think what makes me so upset about the situation was that literally she wasn't doing anything wrong. She was in her home. She was asleep. She was at peace not bothering anybody, not doing the most, not on the street, not that any of those other people deserve that. But when it comes to the point where it's like a home invasion and it's an invasion of privacy and you lose your life and then you're not even getting justice for someone coming into your space and doing harm to you and your loved ones. I think that's the piece of it that bothers me the most is that she wasn't doing anything they were clearly wrong. All these cops in all these situations are clearly wrong. But in this particular situation, the most, they were clearly in the wrong. They weren't in the right location. They were just firing off shots. It's just upset is an understatement. I think I'm past being upset and I think now my heart is just heavy and I think worry comes to me a lot when it comes to these subjects because at this point I just feel like what more is going to have to happen? What are we going to do to see something different happen? And I feel like we're doing the protests, we're doing the work, we're doing what we have to do. I I make jokes saying like, okay, I'm registered to vote. Like every, like they're like, damn, they're harassing you to be registered. But, you know, and I am registered, but voting really is important. Um, and I, I'm not racist at all. Um, a lot of people don't know my background. I grew up in Cheyenne, Wyoming. Um, I was the only black kid probably of like five and some of my best friends, I mean, I, I know when people say that it's ignorant, like some of my best friends were black. So some of my best friends were white. So it's not so much about race. It's, it's, it is a large part about race for me, but it's a large part of just kind of feeling a little bit hopeless. And I, I'm not going to sit here and lie and say that that's not how I'm feeling right now, because that is how I'm feeling. I feel hopeless. I feel like we're is it going to get worse? Is it is it ever going to get better? Um, I think we've made strides to be better, but I just feel like the L LBGT community has made more strides than the black community has. It's anything to keep black people oppressed. And I'm for any 
gender, any love. I'm very open-minded. I don't think that the government should have any type of, what should I say, control over anything that we do. I don't think that the government should control who loves who. I don't think that the government should control what a woman does with her body if she so happens to be pregnant because no one knows the circumstance of that pregnancy. And I've always stood firm in that. Um, I don't believe in gun laws. I don't believe in gun control. I believe that those need to get stronger. And I just, I feel like we have a president that's in office. And if you are a Trump supporter, I don't even care. You probably shouldn't be listening to my podcast if you're a Trump supporter. (laughs) But I kind of just feel like he got in office and then everybody grew balls. And, you know, the police officers, they became more bold. I mean, we've always had police brutality. That's nothing new. Um, We've always had an issue with race in this country. That's nothing new. The way they treated Obama. And people say all day Obama wasn't a great president. Da, 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 da. At the end of the day, he was the first black president. He moved mountains that we didn't even think that we could move. And here we are in 2020 dealing with the same shit and it's worse. And I think when I just saw Breonna Taylor's case get no justice or anything, I just felt so angry. And and it took me a while to kind of process and I'm still kind of processing, but it made me feel angry because I'm just like, this is the world that we live in. And when you have kids, it's a little it, it hits a little bit differently because I have to raise a child in this world like this. Right now, for people who don't have kids, you are all you think about. You think about your other family members, but at the end of the day, you come in this world, you die alone, you're born alone, all that. So you can just solely think about yourself. For me, and, and maybe people with the children with children that are listening can agree, when you have kids, it's just different because you are you've lived your childhood you've li- you're living your life you have to now raise someone a little person to live their life and to be comfortable in their skin and to not live in fear and that to me is what hurts me the most and Brianna Taylor was a woman i have a daughter so it's a lot of connections to that story that bother me and i'm sometimes the type of person where stuff like that like death and stuff i kind of internalize because it's just very hard for me to understand. But with her case and with her, her, you know, death, I just felt so upset and so strong because I didn't understand. And now I'm thinking like, this is the world that we live in and I have to raise a child in this. And one day I may get the phone call that my child was killed in her house while she was sleeping by police officers because now it's not something that can't never that has never happened and i'm sure that wasn't the first time that that's happened i think it was the first time it made national news because we're in 2020 so now we have more access to information we have more access to things that's going on and i think that that scares our oppressors i think it scares them to know that we have so much knowledge in the palm of our hand so the only way that they can that they can feel comfortable and the only way that they can maneuver through life is execution is to take it back old school and go execution style on us and then they get away free 
it's very hard for me to 100% put into words how angry and infuriated it makes me. And I know that it's not all white people. I don't believe that all white people are bad. I do believe that there are a lot of ignorant white people out here. And that's just the truth. It's not... It's not black cops killing black people. It's white cops killing black people. It's white cops that went into her house and killed her. And I think we're always so busy trying to be politically correct and trying not to, you know, say anything that may be offensive or anything like that, that we're kind of missing the point here. Um, or not we, but maybe a lot of people kind of miss the point and they don't want to say, oh, white people or people of color. No, it's black people and it's white people and it's people of other races that are affected. White people have an issue when black people or people of other races are more intelligent, more talented, um, are more articulate, have more money. That is why they don't, why do you think they don't teach credit and, um, you know, balancing a checkbook and things like that? Why do you think they don't balance them in schools? I mean, not balance them in schools. Why do you think they don't teach them in schools? Why do you think that that's not a subject? Because if black people were allotted that information at a young age, we would definitely be more dominant, But because they keep that information out of black schools, they keep that information out of schools, period. White people who are already privy to this information already are able to give this information down to their kids. So then because their kids have this information, white people can continue their legacies and continue their supremacy, whereas black people are... To most times to a disadvantage, and this is not to say every every black person, but we're either made to teach ourselves or we're growing up at a disadvantage. And it is true. The system is made to oppress us. The system is made for us to be below. And I think that, man, black people are so above the cur- the bell curve they are so smart talented like we are amazing an amazing race we're amazing and they know that and it scares them it scares them that we have the internet and we have access why do you think that it's so hard for kids to get computers in schools because they know Once we get that knowledge and once we get that access, we're going to take the fuck off, period. And no one can tell me different. Why is it that of all races, black women actually are the highest percentage to graduate from college? That's still a thing. That's still a number. And I think with this case... It just makes me so upset and I keep seeing um, black women, you know, protect our black women and, you know, all of that. And I think that as a black woman, I think that's the piece of it that hurts the most is that we are we are of all races the most inferior black women do not get the love they deserve. They don't get the respect they deserve. They don't get the pay they deserve. I mean, it is definitely a race issue. It is definitely 
a problem that all black people are unfortunately faced with. But it also, I mean, as a black woman, as a black man, ask yourself, could you walk in a black woman's shoes? Because we're all the odds. We have all the odds against us. Not only do we have color against us, we have our, we have our gender against us and all the above. I've read that a lot of corporate industries don't like to hire women or don't like to have women in higher places because of the fact that they can get pregnant. So that's why and and bear children and they have to take time off or or I've heard it where a woman shouldn't be president because she's this over she's overly emotional at any time she could just push the button and say let's just have a war, which is crazy to me. Because if that is that really how our nation thinks about women and then on top of that to be a black woman that was a black woman laying in that bed sleep unbothered and died for no reason and I hate to be so heavy because like I said I like to keep this a lighthearted place but I just have to get it off my chest I just have to say it And sometimes I'm disappointed in my own race and sometimes I'm disappointed in my own women because the things that we glorify and the things that we deem important and the the images that we think are great is just sad. Now, earlier in my early podcasting episodes, I did an episode about the song WAP and how, you know, women should live in their truth and women should be able to be sexually da-da-da-da. And I still firmly stand in that. I do. But I do think that a lot of people are chasing, a lot of people in our race are chasing a certain type of lifestyle and a certain type of image that isn't necessarily the most positive. I do believe in standing your truth and being open and being comfortable with yourself. I do think that, but I think in doing that, you also have to educate yourself. You have to have your shit together. You have to make sure that you are well put together and you have to not give anybody a reason to shit on you and us as black women we have to we have to get a degree in order to get the pay that we deserve and we don't even get that we have to be able to juggle 50 different hats in order to live our lives and you know it white women they don't have that privilege i mean they have the privilege of even even down to our black men loving white women. I like I said I'm not a racist or anything like that, but a black man doesn't deem a black woman good enough. I I I find that very uncomfortable. That's that's that makes me uncomfortable. Now I have a black man in my life who sees me, a black woman, as nothing but beautiful. So I can't say for myself, but I never understood it when a black man went for um, women of an opposite race or even when 50 Cent said, all you see is black women in the hood. So when you get out the hood, you want something exotic. That's crazy to me. It's crazy to me. Um, I know people that have dated outside their race and, and, and when shit hit the fan like now, they were silent. They can't speak. Black women have stood in the forefront of civil rights movements, of marches, of everything. And at what point do we get our flowers? 
at what point do we get our just due respect? At what point are we looked at as a superior amongst all, especially within our black communities? But to an extent, I blame us because we've allowed ourselves to be dumbed down. And then when you meet a smart, intelligent black woman who has her shit together, some men become intimidated by that. Why? I don't know. But some men are intimidated by that. Some men are intimidated when women are able to hold their own, when women don't need them. But just as if everybody's been conditioned a certain way, black women are conditioned to take care of themselves, are conditioned to be independent. And the ones that don't, the ones that get the wrappers and the Birkins and are able to buy Rolls Royces for their dudes and stuff like that, think of how low they had to go and the things they had to do to acquire those things. It's never... I respect women, business women. I respect women, period. But I, I just, I have a certain love and respect for a woman who come, who gets up every day, who goes to work, whether it's a nine to five or some fancy job. I respect a woman for getting up and hustling. I respect a black woman for getting up and doing what she needs to do. And, you know, I'll always stand with my race and I will always stand with, you know, black lives do matter, period. There's no argument. Um... And the world we live in doesn't see that. And the world we live in wants to argue that. And, of course, that's just not right. It's not okay. and never will be, period. I mean, that's just that's just the reality that we live in. And we have to teach our kids, our black kids, that this is the world. And, and we have to always live in survival mode. See, the difference is, is that black women <laughs> always have to be in survivor mode. And I'm not taking this away from black men. I'm sure. I know black the black race period always has to be in survivor mode. They always have to be in um, the mode of surviving and in the mode of, you know, getting it and, you know, doing the best they can and being a provider and all of that. But I feel like women survivor mode in their head is heightened. Why? Because we can't go for a walk in the dark without having to look behind our back. We can't go pump our gas without getting whistled at or, you know, getting hit on. We can't wear the type of clothing that we want to wear without someone possibly trying to violate us. We can't work in a workspace environment and get the same equal pay as our white male or black male counterparts. We're even below black men. For whatever reason, I don't know, which makes absolutely no sense to me. Because we are all equal. We are all equal. We are all the same. We all bleed red blood. So, of course, us non-racists could never understand how or why. But it's true. It's just scary. And it's mind-boggling to me how much... The the black woman is not thought about. And I only bring up black women specifically when it comes to this topic because, I mean, like I said, there's so many, there's so much to unpack. It's so intense. It's so much to unpack. But I speak about black women specifically because that was a black woman who did nothing wrong again and did not get any justice. Black men also don't get their justice. Please believe. But it seems like it's more of a trend 
in in all races that black women are just the more inferior they're the more they're below they're at the bottom and you know we hold exotic women to a higher standard and that's not fair i could work just as hard as the man next to me but i'm never going to be looked at as more than a black woman in this day and age now when I talk like this, I'm not talking about everybody. I'm not saying everybody talk, thinks like this, everybody. So please don't get that confused. But when I'm talking like this, I'm simply just saying that, call it what it is. Let's, uh, let's have the conversation. Let's be real. The reality of it is, is that black women is below, are below majority of all genders and races. If anybody can give me a counter argument, I'd love to hear it. I would love to hear it. But because I'm walking in those footsteps and I am a black woman, it's true. No, we're not in the workplace. We're not always super emotional. Do we have our moments? Yes, like anybody else. Just like if a man gets pissed off and throws something off of his desk or something like that. Women do get emotional. I do think women are more rational thinkers. I think we think things through. I think we think through what's the, how does it benefit the greater majority? But no one wants to have that conversation. And we continue to be unprotected in this country. And it is not right. It is not okay. And I just hope that we can stand in solidarity and really, really make a difference at some point, and we just have to go out and do the work. It does start with voting. It does. It does start with knowing your elected officials. It does. It does start with becoming more educated about your past. Because the thing is, they've, they've narrated a story for us that we've been taught all these years. And now we have all of these things to our advantage. We have all of the, all this access to so much information. I've learned so many new stories of racial injustice, even back in like the early 1900s. I mean, the things that my people have endured, the things that women went through just in slavery right before they abolished slavery, right before even what they did to babies, how they treated women. It was, it's just, it's horrible. What they did to men, and it infuriates me as a black person that we're always looked at as thugs and gangsters and mean and evil when they're the ones who have done some of the most gruesome, disgusting things I've ever read. The, the things that we read about that they have done to our ancestors is crazy, even down to lynching. It's so barbaric and it's not just like they're just shooting and killing and, you know, leaving the body there like they tortured our ancestors. They tortured women. They tortured men. And then would put it on postcards and then would make a big thing out of it. They would have. Why do you think we call picnics picnics instead of cookouts? I mean, why do, we, why do you think we call cookouts cookouts instead of calling them picnics? 
picnic means pick a nigga. <laughs> that was their term. They would pick a nigga. They would all get food and eat. And then they would hang. They would lynch a black person. And then they would eat and then they would take pictures by and put it on a postcard and send it out. If that is not the most crazy and barbaric thing you've ever heard of, that's when you read about it, it's crazy. And people don't want to have these conversations. And to an extent, I didn't want to have this conversation on my podcast, but why not? Why not face the truth? This is our truth. This is our history. That's not taught in schools because I, I didn't learn that until I was an adult. I didn't learn some of the recent things that I've learned until like now. And it's so crazy. But yet we're the thugs and we're barbaric and we're angry and we're all of, we're ghetto. We're all of these things when it's really them. How do you barge into someone's home or how do you fire shots at the wrong house, kill an innocent woman, black woman sleeping and not get charged for murder, but only get charged for reckless shooting for only getting charged for hitting the neighbor's wall? The wall, the neighbor's wall gets more justice than a black person. That is the world that we are in in 2020. That is what we are raising our kids in. And that is what we are working so hard against. But we have so much work to do. We have so much more work to do. And I'm going to be honest, when all these people are out here protesting, when people I know are out here protesting and Black Lives Matter and stuff like that, and then you don't see it anymore, come on now. We have to be better than that. It is not about social media representation. It's about what you do when life really gets real. It's not about taking a picture with your fist up saying Black Lives Matter and putting it on your Instagram or putting it on your Twitter and then getting all these likes and these retweets like, oh, my gosh, you're such an activist. No. It's deeper than that. It's bigger than that. It's down to even teaching your kids exactly what their history is and not hiding it from them. It's down to correcting your white counterparts when they say something ignorant. I work in a predominantly white area. I have people come into my store with Trump 2020 masks on all the time. I've had a bl- I've had a white woman falsely accuse my cashier and lie and say that it was a black man that checked her out when it was indeed a white man that checked her out, but she lied. And she didn't realize we watched camera. That is the world that we are living in, people. Here we are, well past the millennium, well into a new technological age, well into, damn, they're having hovercraft cars. But racism is still the one thing that has not shifted. Why do you think that is? Us as a culture have to do the work. We have to. In our own way. 
it could just be having the uncomfortable conversations. I've had an uncomfortable conversation with a good friend of mine who is white. I've had a couple of conversations, actually. But we have to check ourselves at the door, too. Before you are saying protect black women and, um, you know, all of that, are you protecting black women? Woman to woman, as a woman, are you protecting black women? Are you supporting black women? Are you bringing up black women? We can't expect another race to do something that us ourselves have not mastered. We have to master it first before we can expect any other race to master it. Period. That's just the reality. But it's very hard to look yourself at the, in the mirror and see what you're doing wrong and to admit what you're doing wrong. And no one wants to have that conversation, like I said. But let's be real. Us as black people haven't done enough work in our own communities. But then we're going out and we're expecting another race to do the same. We have to create solidarity within our own race, within our own community, before we can get any other, pers- any other person of any other color. They're solid in their race. We need to be solid in our own. They want us to break down. They want us to not be a unity. They want us to not break apart. But if we make it so that we are together and we, we can outrun them, we can oversee so many things when we unify even down to small businesses, even down to creating content. How in the world do you think us as black creators are going to be in the, front, in the forefront, in the, in the line of fire to really represent what us as black people mean creatively? If you're so busy worrying about liking, not wanting to like this person's stuff, that's crazy. We have to be a unity. We have to be unified before we can get any type of justification on anything. We have to attack within our community. We have so much work to do. We have to attack within our community. And we have to attack supremacy and capitalism and all of that. Like I said, I normally don't like to make my podcast a place of such heavy conversation, but it's a conversation that has to be had. It's probably a conversation that's going to be had a couple times. But I just it was just so heavy on my heart and it's so hard to put into words exactly how I feel about her case's outcome. I don't know whether to be sad, I don't know whether to be mad, I'm disappointed, I'm not surprised. I almost feel conditioned. Because I'm not surprised. I'm not out as I'm outraged, but I'm not ready to burn a building down because I'm just like, what do you what do we expect? We have to vote. We have to get our officials out of office. We just have to. November is one month away, almost a little over a month away. And we have to go vote. We have to get certain people out of their positions and out of office in order to see a change, even a little change in our communities. But it's 2020, and we've, I don't know if you guys think so, but I feel like we've significantly gotten worse. I don't feel like it has gotten any better. 
we've made certain strides, but there's still a lot of work that we need to do. A lot more petitions we need to sign. A lot of polls that need to be lines full with us. I want to see us at the polls and not us taking a picture for Instagram saying, oh, I voted. Really vote. Really understand how severe our vote is to this new election. It is so, so important. You guys have to understand that. It's a lot of work that got to be done, guys. I believe in us. I know that we can. Rest in peace to Breonna Taylor. I pray for her family. I pray that some type of, we see some type of something. I don't even know if it's justice. I don't even know what I want to see, but I want to see something because it's just not right. And we have to protect our black women. We have to do better by our black women, guys. We have to do better. We have to do better for ourselves, for our future, for our children. It's just that serious. If you're watching this with somebody, look to your neighbor and say, neighbor, I love you. You are a beautiful, melanated queen, king. You are it. You are God's love in human form. And don't ever let anybody take that from you. We, our fight is not over. We have a lot of work to do. But we'll get through it. We will get through it and we will prevail. Because we are built at to be survivors and we will survive. If you are drinking wine, you guys know we are not drinking and driving. So I do not condone drinking and driving. So if you are driving, don't do anything. <laughs> but if you aren't driving and you do have a glass of wine next to you while you are um, listening to this, either fill your glass back up or take another sip. Get some more wine, please. And yes, um, I don't even know how to sign off because my heart is just so heavy. And I really hope that you guys took something or can feel how I feel leaving this podcast. So thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for supporting. Thank you guys. I have had over 200 people listen to my podcast So I'm so, so proud of that accomplishment as a black woman. Okay, so um, just keep putting it out there. You guys keep supporting and keep listening and tell all your people to come listen to my podcast. I love you guys so, 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 so much. Thank you so much for the support. And I will talk to you in my next podcast. Bye.